Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Parallel Finance, where they have the goal to bridge DeFi and Web3 to 1 billion people. As one of the first DeFi protocols built on top of the Polkadot ecosystem, you now have access to one of six of their major products, which includes AMMs, money markets, liquid staking, and auction loans. In the coming months, they will also be adding an Ethereum Layer 2 DeFi protocol as well. For more information, go to Parallel.fi. Again, that's Parallel.fi. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest all the way out in San Francisco working on a really cool finance project in the world of DeFi. Uh, I'm excited to learn more about. We have Parallel Finance. And today joining us, we have the founder, uh, Yubo. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing uh, absolutely great. Cool, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Excited to learn more about everything you got going on overall overall at Parallel Finance. But before we do that, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am a um, well serial entrepreneur. I have started three companies in total um, over the last few years. Uh, so uh, the first time I was in high school, I uh, started a company that helped children with their uh, financial habits. So we design a smart uh, physical piggy bank that connect to the internet, and then parents can send digital money to them. And then um, the company went well, it was acquired later on, and then I moved to uh, <clears throat> US for college. And then I did uh, computer science at uh, Stanford University. However, I had too many ideas while uh, study. Uh, so I, uh, in 2017, decided to uh, drop out to start a crypto uh, fund, which is a, um, you know, one of the early, you know, uh, blockchain focused uh, venture funds. Uh, we spent a lot of time to raise over uh, $60 million and then invest into projects like uh, Solana, uh, Polkadot, Chia Network, uh, Chainlink, a few others. And then at that time, I was around 20, 21. It was quite hard uh, as an investor. And then so I decided to, you know, once we basically finished deploying, I decided to go back to school to rejoin and then finish more <laughs> courses. So I spent some more time on like, uh, you know, specifically, I, I know exactly what I want to learn. And I know that I wanted to start a um, sort of uh, DeFi protocol. So then go back to learn. And then um, in 2020, 2021, uh, roughly two months ago, um, I, you know, I am uh, fully prepared. And then so submit another <laughs> dropout from uh, to school and then so started parallel finance. <laughs> All right, man. Talk quite the journey. So serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur by heart for real. Um, at the young age, already have done three startups and ha- had some success with it. So you've been in crypto, you know, went all in back in 2017, which is, you know, pretty remarkable. And, you know, getting to a point where you're able to raise a couple million dollars and then realize that, okay, 
Now you want to focus on more of the DeFi landscape and get the tools so that you can go and create that. Drop out again, and that brings us to today with Parallel Finance. So what was it about uh, DeFi and creating a protocol that was calling to you? Like, why did you decide to go this route? Because, of course, in crypto, there's a there's a ton of different directions you can go. And um, the fact that you decided to go in this direction, what led you this way? I think there are a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I think that the uh, DeFi space is... Uh, uh, the the um, the only way to bring uh, financial like uh, inclusion to uh, to globe, right? There are uh, a billion plus people that are currently unbanked, and I think that it's not just because uh, it's not just because that they just can't do it. Uh, but I think you know we need to have a more open and then uh, lower entry barrier uh, financial system where DeFi can provide. Second of all, I think that um, the whole sort of DeFi and Web three is the the biggest uh, revolution that we can see in the next 10 years. Uh, as someone will build it, I wanted to participate and actually make it happen uh, even closer to our reality. Um, and I think that specifically DeFi is the, uh, one of the first applications of this uh, sort of blockchain smart contract tech. Um, on top of it, people can start to have, you know, more complex applications you know, to build on. For example, NFT stuff can be a social network, it can be marketplace, it can be anything. Um, it depends on how, you know, sort of mature the blockchain technology are. Um, but I think that we should follow the sequence, right? You don't want to build like mobile internet in 2000, right? You want to build mobile internet probably after 2010, right? When the 3G, iPhone, GPS um, technologies are, are there, right? Um, but, you know, early internet, right? It makes more sense to provide basic information, information aggregation, um, you know, uh, social network and all that. So, so yeah, um, uh, what I'm trying to say is DeFi is kind of like the early stage of basic information aggregation. Uh, right. Information is money, right? But then we're, yeah. when we're talking about things like social network or marketplace or purely Web3 related applications, it's more like, you know, a YouTube where you really want to have a powerful computer and powerful <laughs> browser to really run it, which I think you know, we can build it a couple of years later. It doesn't have to be now. Right. And, and a, a parallel. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I think that's a, a really good segue and a really good illustration of what you're trying to accomplish. That if you look into the world of Web3 and to this on-ramp, it's allowing access to people, the, the unbanked, for, for people who are trying to get more financial security, for people who are also trying to take the power back to themselves and away from the traditional uh, banking institutions. Uh, it allows more access and allows more of a free-flowing way for people to participate. With that, I mean, I, I agree with you that this is a really amazing and ideal place to be starting. And you also have the the skills and the background to be able to go and create this thing. So now tell us about Parallel Finance. What is it? Uh, when did you create it? Which I think you just said 2021, but kind of walk us through what has happened over the last year. Um, Parallel Finance, um, we are a end-to-end uh, -end DeFi um, decentralized finance uh, builder and provider. Um, so essentially people can um, borrow and lend, can trade and stake, uh, their cryptocurrency on our platform um, within one click. So currently, um, DeFi applications are designed for uh, more technical, savvy uh, early adopters um, where they actually have to switch different applications, different websites, uh, different wallets, and have to know the technical jargons and 
um, you know, follow a very complicated step to uh, finish a DeFi um, uh, steps. For us, um, it would be a, more of using a um, app that a five-year-old or you know six-year-old grandpa can use, and then we put them all together, so you don't have to leave the website or the apps that we have. But then you do everything all in one, such that we can provide higher capital efficiency and uh, and simplicity to users. Um, over the last uh, couple months that we started the company, we started 10 months ago, we had uh, got over uh, half a billion uh, DVL, total value lock, uh, which is sort of a matrix that evaluate how many, how much uh, sort of tractions does a DeFi protocol has. Um, and, you know, uh, we had over uh, 60 plus uh, employees on a company, and then we launched over six products uh, in um you know, a specific uh, blockchain called Polkadot first, and then we'll launch uh, on ETH and then on other uh, blockchain as well. Um, we had a very successful fundraising previously. We raised over 30 million from um, top investors such as uh, Sequoia Capital, Founders Fund, uh, Peter Thiel, um, uh, Coinbase, Polychain, and a few others. Um, so that answered the question. <laughs> no, it absolutely did. I mean, it just speaks to one, the speed in which you're able to build this out to the effectiveness of being able to bring this all together and have people be able to participate. I mean, the fact that you got to half a billion dollars and total value locked for a DeFi protocol in the short amount of time that you did speaks to the value that you must be driving to the users of this, and then also the backings, uh, your your team, the fact that you're growing a team to 60 and you have uh, really good advisors and investors that are in this uh, speaks to the place that this, that this is headed. And you said that you were able to create up to six different product lines that you have going on now. I kind of want to spend a moment there. Can you kind of speak to each of those product lines for us? Yeah, so the first product will be a uh, money market. So similar to the bank, you put money as a collateral and you can borrow money. Uh, you can use a cryptocurrency, any common currency to borrow, uh, to ask a collateral to borrow dollar, other cryptocurrencies for various um, reasons to use. Uh, second product is the uh, EMM, which is uh, stands for the sort of, uh, you know, automated market maker. So uh, you can swap any type of tokens that you want on the platform. Number three um, um, is the um, a uh, staking protocol, liquid staking protocol. So people can stake a specific currency to earn proof of stake yield. Usually this you know, have a lockup period. It's not that liquid. And then uh, it doesn't have, you know, optimized for the yield, but we do that all for the user. Um, and then number four is a specific product for a program, which is called auction loan or crowd loan. Uh, so people use our system to aggregate their uh, sort of dot uh, votes to support a specific parachain to win. And then on the other hand, we provide them with liquidity and then a uh, superior return. Uh, number four, we had a cross-chain bridge to uh, help, you know, the liquidity in between different chains. Number five, we have a specific uh, sort of farming capability that people can use to earn additional rewards through the platform uh, usage. Um, and then number number six is something related to our Delphi products. So we design a specific apps that design for like business club clients, right? It's not for retail. They can manage their, you know, their wallets through multiple owners. They can have access to better reporting. They can get access to advanced features such as stream payroll, right? They can get access to batch transfer and all that. Um, so, yeah. No, that's great. I mean, those are six solid products, all of them very relevant um, and 
very helpful to the world of DeFi, especially to a lot of new people entering this space. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to go back and revisit that you talked about through the beginning of this was how you started on the Cosmos um, ecosystem. I believe you're also in the Ethereum ecosystem. When you were making your decision on which ecosystem to be building on top of, what led you to uh, go with these two ecosystems? Yeah, so uh, so the first one we go after is uh, Polkadot, and then the second one will be Ethereum. The idea here is that we want to take uh, and dominate a niche market first. Um, and then uh, a lot of the customers share similar um, you know, cryptocurrency holdings. And then so that we can cross sell once we launch the uh, second uh, sort of product suite on the other uh, blockchain. Um, this way, it is the one of the most efficient way to really in, you know, increase the amount of users that use our platform and then to have a local network effect. And then we use that effect to expand toward other network. Uh, network in effect is super important because you have to bring two-sided users, right? People who provide liquidity, who people want to you know, trade or use, right? So once we have that, it's uh, inherently becoming this sort of the advantage, right, over the platform, and then we can move on. Um, particularly, we choose Polkadot first is really because this market is very new, and then on uh, like near zero sort of uh, you know good applications out there, and then uh, people are waiting for solutions. And then uh, the reason that we do is layer two first versus other you know alternative layer ones or alternative blockchains is because um, the merge uh, of ETH Ethereum will happen sometime this year, and I think yeah. that will uh, dramatically improve the usability and, and decrease the cost of layer two. So uh, as the you know while more people transition to layer two, uh, applications are like especially DeFi applications are in a necessity, right? People need to use it right away. Right. And then thanks for the, the correction. Uh, didn't mean to say Cosmos, definitely Polkadot. So as we're looking at, you know, Polkadot as compared to some of these other layer ones, you know, it's fast when the the original, uh, one of the original devs from Ethereum kind of broke off, was really good at Solidity and then created this to kind of co with the shortcomings of Ethereum. And then of course, it's interesting that your next was ETH2, which as you said, are ETH layer two, because Ethereum is the biggest blockchain, there's a lot of systems on it, but just as you know, it is too, gas is too expensive. And if they can't solve that challenge, uh, it becomes really hard to do development on top of it and want to participate in some of the DeFi protocols that are out there. So by making it more affordable and still having the speed and and do everything else with Polkadot as your main layer, I think that was a really cool call. And also think the, uh, the Polkadot ecosystem will continue to evolve as you look across your your different products, for someone listening to this right now, they're like, oh my gosh, Prelo Finance sounds amazing. How can I participate? So if someone were to come on and, and try to participate in Parallel Finance, what are some of the first products that they'll be able to use? Today's podcast is brought to you by Solads, the creators of Ladopoly, aka the play-to-earn version of Monopoly. Owning a Lad will unlock a number of monthly benefits and grant you lifetime access to the club including the Lad DAO. For Laddopoly, players roll dice to move around the board, and when they land on a property they don't own, they must pay rent before they can roll again. Laddopoly has a ton of utilities, including anyone who mints a board game will receive 5% of every sell of that NFT in the future. There will be in-game taxes, 50% of which go back to board holders monthly. There's a 3% royalty on NFT game board sales with 5% royalty on NFT property sales. Board holders will also be airdropped 50 LAD tokens. Board holders will be airdropped free properties. 
50% of all advertising sales will go to board holders and 10% of version 2 lab quarterly profits are airdropped to board holders. And one of the best parts of the game is that they will be giving away blue chip NFTs weekly as an in-game achievement. For more information, go to soladsnft.com. Again, that's soladsnft.com. Well, so uh, as I said, like the six top six products they can use right away right now on a Polkadot space. Uh, within three months, um, you can use the same uh, pretty much similar uh, six products, which we actually make a lot of changes on the e-space, uh, you know, adjust to the local network and then optimize for different returns and then all that. Um, then people can use that as well. And then we will make a uniform uh, interface that people can use and get in. So examples I want to give is more like uh, Netflix. When you watch a movie, then you go in and then select whatever you want to use on the menu. I wanted to, let's say I wanted to uh, stake my stuff, right? Then you click on one place. Now I wanted to um, borrow some money. Sure, you can borrow money. And then the funny thing is because if you have liquidity on both chain, now you can, through our platform, aggregate them. And then you get access to sort of cross margin and better liquidity. Um, and, and those are all, uh, you know, sort of newer features that we, where we can, uh, you know, sort of provide later on. Which is great. It, you're getting to blend all of these and having typically to get access to these different types of these six products that you speak of, you have to go to a lot of different places. You don't get to like have them nice and buttoned up and in, in, into one ecosystem and, and one platform that wraps it all together. And I know that you're aware of this. And I know that there's probably even more products that you probably have in the pipeline that you're going to bring into the future to keep adding more of these elements together. But for someone who is either brand new or for someone who's just starting their journey into the DeFi space, why is it beneficial to start this journey with parallel finance as opposed to going to some of the other DeFi protocols that are out there? Yeah. So it um, depends on what change you're on. Let's say that you are a, um, a DeFi new user, that you have uh, Polkadot tokens, and then you have asset on the DOT ecosystem. Then perfect. This is the uh, only place and one of the best places that you can um, play all of your financial uh, demands, right? That you can solve all of your financial demands. Uh, the, one of the simple reasons that we started is really because there's not good solutions out there on the markets, especially in the Polkadot space. And we make it super intuitive and it's super simple to use. Um, and then if you are an ease holder that you want to do DeFi, unfortunately, you cannot do it today, but wait for three months, we'll launch there, and then you can use it right away. And then the benefit at that time is that we already had significant amounts of uh, tractions, which will be much more than what we have right now. Um, plus, um, the, uh, and, you know, better optimized applications and, you know, sort of the, 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 the newer experience and better liquidity that we can provide. I think that that would be the main benefits. Um, again, like our whole mission is to bring DeFi to 1 billion people. And the way that we think that is to make it dramatically simple that a five-year-old kids can use, plus, you know, um, make it extremely capital efficient so that people can make more money, right, can, or higher yield to pay less fee. And that's all critical for us to make the customer more happy, which we have to be obsessed with. So, For sure. And, you know, having the customer end user as the primary focus as you build out product and having that in focus typically makes the best products, right? It, it, it helps with onboarding. It helps with mass adoption. It helps with also referrals, right? If, if someone comes in and has an amazing experience, that's how you got to get that compound effect of more and more people going out, sharing the good gospel of uh, parallel finance and all the amazing things and products that you have to help their money make more money. Now, 
to kind of change gears just for a second, when you look, take a step back from everything that's going on in the, the DeFi landscape, you know, another big thing that's out and about that a lot of people are aware of is the NFT space. I believe that there are some things in plan potentially for the future to be able to address that space as well. Can you kind of speak to that? Yeah, so NFT is uh, one of the hottest topics in the, in the whole crypto space in the last pretty much 12 months. And then you've seen NFT grow from nearly zero to a uh, 20 billion market cap, you know, as an asset, asset class, right? So um, there's thousands of NFT out there and millions of holders. Um, what I wanted to say is that NFT, to be honest, it's not just NFT that people can issue and hold it, but NFT is actually a great, great, great asset that you can mingle with DeFi. You can mingle with uh, finance, right? So simple examples that what we are trying to provide is first, if you have a high quality blue chip NFT, you can use it as a collateral on our platform to borrow money, to get, get access to credit line, to get access to your, to solve your short-term liquidity demands, right? On the other hand, um, you know, if you don't need to use your NFT for a period of time, then sure, put it onto our platform as well. What we can do for you is that you can actually rent it out for people who needed the NFT for a specific point of time, similar to Airbnb, right? Why would people want NFT? A couple of reasons. One, airdrop, right? Sometimes you get a lot of airdrop by holding it. Second, you share royalty, you know, points. Third, you might have some other economic benefits. And then going on, you can be able to show as a profile, you can be used as in the game to get utility. And there are plenty of utility for NFT. So uh, in order to bridge the um, supply and demand of the utility versus the, uh, the, the time demand, right? We can create this sort of marketplace as well for the rental side. And so that's what we're really interested. And I think those, first of all, those two are the biggest missing components of the NFT space plus with finance. And second of all, I think that this is something we are uh, planning to provide uh, on top of the DeFi protocol. And that will make us very unique, which is kind of, you know, bridging the two ecosystem where people in the DeFi space build DeFi, in the NFT space, you know, build NFTs. But like, how can we build all, them, all of them into one platform is something we're very interested in. Yeah, I'm interested to see what y'all do with it because I agree this. There's a lot of value in, in these NFTs, just like you said, with the blue chips that there should be a way where you can collateralize your, your NFT. Like, especially if it's just going to be sitting there, you have zero ambition on selling anytime soon. But if you want a short time loan uh, to be able to use some of that money as collateral to either go invest, reinvest, or do whatever, and then pay it back and then let your money keep appreciating, there, I haven't seen a, a strategic way to be able to do that just yet. So if that's something that's in the pipeline, I think that's going to be something uh, I, I know I'm interested in. I'm sure a lot of other people are interested in as well. So um, I'm going to keep my eye out on that. But, you know, uh, Yubo, this has been a really, really great and fun conversation. I always like to wrap up with a couple of fun questions as we get towards the end of the, of the interview. And one of the ones I like to pose is as you kind of like look at the greater ecosystem of crypto as we are in early 2022 of the crypto landscape. When you look back, it, it, now it's 20, the, the year's now 2023 and we've just finished the year of 2022. And when people look back, they're gonna say, this is the year of X. So what do you think X will be? Do you think it'll be the year of DeFi, of NFTs, of metaverse? Like, what do you think that's gonna be? Um, this year, probably gonna be the year of NFT and metaverse. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think um, NFT is the one that really bring, you know, sort of mass adoptions um, or attentions out of the crypto space at this moment, which I think will continue. Yeah, okay. 
And um, I, I tend to agree, man. There's when I think of the gateway drug to crypto right now, a lot of people used to think it was going to be Bitcoin, Ethereum, or the the quick like here's how you can make a ton of money really quickly um, using this thing called crypto. But instead, people are flocking to NFTs and to on ramp to to get to that space. There's actually a lot of things you have to do like to get some basic knowledge in crypto to be able to participate in purchasing and getting these NFTs. So I think that's going to be what gets people a lot more people in the door. And then once they're there, they're like, oh, well, let me learn about this other things in crypto like DeFi, right? And then I think that's when we start to shift into DeFi, I don't know, not DeFi summer of 2020, but like that on steroids as we probably go into like 2023 or 2024. But that's my hot take. Take it for what it is. We'll see what happens to everybody. Um, but for my next question for you, with all the information that you have right now, as you've been able to learn, you know, through your three startups and through just your first 10 months of working on parallel finance, if you could take all this knowledge right now and impart one or two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got started on parallel finance, what would you tell yourself? Um, I think one of them will be a um, think twice. Um, well, yes, basically, um, I think, think twice before you make a very big decision, but also, uh, think slow, uh, think faster when you are making a, uh, smaller decisions. I think the timing of decision-making is actually an art and it's very interesting. Um, and then the piece of advice here would be, a, uh, think about what are something that can mostly, you know, sort of, uh, impact the efficiency of the whole company. One of them is obviously you can do everything yourself or second of all, you can hire people, right? So based on my experience so far, you know, building the world-class team that help you uh, achieve the mission is more efficient than uh, doing everything yourself. So I would say that, um, you know, uh, with currently we have 60 people, but if we start to scale the team, we might have, you know, 120 people at this moment. So yeah, I think that that would be a super small piece of advice for myself if I'm, you know, looking back. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think those are two solid things to to remember. So everyone listening, go go run that back. And um, especially if you're building your own business in, in this space, uh, two helpful tidbits. But um, as we wrap up here, um, again, I appreciate all the information you've shared so far, but what is a final thought that you want to leave with everyone listening today? Um, I think that uh, one more thing is that I think, to be honest, the crypto space need talent. And then uh, so, you know, either join a crypto company or started a crypto company. And I think that everyone deserves to start at least like one startup in their life. Just tried it out. Maybe it's not your thing, but who knows? Maybe you love it. <laughs> I tried it out. I love it. Right. No, I think that's a great final thought. For everyone listening, if you're not involved in the crypto space, find a way, right? And, and even if you can potentially find a career, it's a great space to be in. People are constantly hiring. People have budgets. And you're part of a really fun environment. I, I think that the crypto community is very welcoming, very warm, wants you to succeed and are very eager. And there's a lot of like good energy here. So yeah. um, if, if it's something you're interested in, make sure you go check that. I mean, I'm sure you can speak to that just with hiring the 60 people you have at this point. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's fun. It's open. And then everyone learn from each other. And there's great, great, great culture. So I think that is uh, what really attract a lot of the smartest people in the space. For sure. Well, again, thanks for, for all the information. If people want to connect with you and learn more about Parallel Finance, uh, what are some ways that they can do that? I think they can go to a Parallel website, Parallel.fi, or they can follow me on Twitter. That'll be the best way to connect. 
Okay, perfect. And we'll make sure to share that information in the show notes. Well, again, thank you so much for spending time with us. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Pirate M who said, this podcast is great. I didn't know that much about cryptocurrency before I started listening, but now I feel great. The topics covered and guests are all fantastic. Additionally, the information is easy to understand, even if you aren't that well-versed because of how entertaining the whole show is. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.